Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. All right, Hot breath verse. Welcome back to the Hot Breath Podcast, your weekly guide to comedy mastery. We have been in the middle of a hashtag road trip tips. The past three weeks, we've been dropping gems all about how to build your own tour, how to make money on that tour, selling merch, staying healthy on the road, just everything on the road comedy related. The past three weeks, we've been diving headfirst into. And a lot of you have been asking questions about hot breath, more specifics. So I realized that maybe a Q&A is in order. So we are in the Hot Breath Comedy Network Facebook group, which if you want to join, get on Facebook, search Hot Breath Comedy Network, and request to join. And if you're cool, and by cool I mean not a bot and a fellow member of the Hot breath Averse, then you'll get to jump in and connect with listeners from all around the world. We are officially on every single continent except Antarctica. We have heard from hot brother and hot sister in all around the world, and we're all starting to connect here in what is the Hot Breath Comedy Network. A lot of these lives I do. I may have uh, my dog Guinness in the background, but you can see he is uh, a little too cool today, so instead I have him on my chest in the form of his new T-shirt. My dog started a clothing line and it's Here Comes Santa Paws. So if you guys are interested in getting a Here Comes Santa Paws shirt for the holidays, holla at your boy for the holidays. Get it? <laughs> All right. What's up, Daniel? What's up, Steve? What's up, Beth? Hey, Andy, Drew. Yo, we are deep in here. This is so exciting. Christian, Patrick. Oh, my gosh. It's like a party in here now, y'all. All right, so, oh, it got a little choppy there. I'm sorry if I'm on, uh, if my Boost Mobile network is cutting in and out, but um, I hope it sustains. But the whole goal of this is um, to answer any questions you have about um, building a tour under the theme of road trip tips, but in all honesty, I'm happy to answer any questions you have to the best of my ability, but... Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Oh, my gosh. We're in double digits right now. My wife would be very proud if she wasn't cuddling with the dog instead. And I'll just be in here cuddling with my Santa Paws shirt. But anyway. Ooh. Good first question coming in from Daniel Brady. Kicking us off strong here. What are some of the aspects I should consider when moving to a new city to pursue stand-up? Ooh, that's a rich one. I've even had um, some people reach out asking about if they should move to like a New York or L.A. or more to like an Atlanta or Chicago. So that's a good question. Moving is a big decision to make. I think it really boils down to, if I'm talking to Daniel specifically, is what you're trying to achieve with the move. So what I've heard is if you want to be on TV, move to L.A. 
if you want to be really great at stand-up, move to New York. New York is still considered the, quote, mecca just because of the amount of stage time you can get and, the, of course, all the other amazing comedians you'll be surrounding yourself with. L.A. has a, a great scene as well, of course, but I can't tell you from personal experience of performing in both, L.A. is harder to navigate. So it's a lot harder to do multiple shows a night in L.A. versus New York where you can really just jump around from show to show through the subway or whatnot. It's way more accessible and easy to get better stage time. But it should all start really with what are you hoping to achieve? Because in all honesty, I'm still in Atlanta because my goal was to create all of my success from right here in Atlanta. Kind of like Hot Brother and Dusty Slay, all of these opportunities he's been having, he has done them while still living in Nashville. So yes, he's traveling more and he's in the New York and LA's, but he's still based out of Nashville. He still runs like a monthly show with the Zanies in Nashville. So moving to the two big cities isn't necessary depending on what you're wanting to do. For me personally, I wanted to stay here in Atlanta, build build a foundation here. I know several people who have done comedy in their hometown for a few years and then jumped into L.A. or New York, and now they're writing on TV shows or they've been on a bunch of TV shows, and they found success that way. It's all what you want to do. I was also here in Atlanta where I was had my own place with... <laughs> With space, it was a studio apartment in the basement of a building in the middle of the hood, but I had my own space. I wasn't crammed into a tiny New York apartment with four other comics where I wasn't sleeping on someone's couch in L.A. It's really what you're wanting to do. So I would be interested, if you're just trying to get more stage time, I was just yesterday speaking with a hot brethren, Colin Segura, while in Greenville. We actually met up in the afternoon and uh, he had some questions for me. We just kind of chopped it up. And his thing was, he lives in a small town, South Carolina, and he's wanting to get more stage time. So there are plenty of cities around where he lives where he can travel to get that stage time without actually moving. So that can be a great way for you. If you live around other cities with shows, maybe it starts just traveling to those cities. Or in your own hometown, starting your own show, hosting your own show, getting quality stage time via hosting your own show, and attracting people from other scenes. Maybe you can bring in comics from other scenes and start connecting and networking that way. And the bigger your network, the bigger your net worth. That's the saying. But we're worth, in quotations, worth may not be money, but it may be opportunity. So keep that in mind. If you're in your town, you want more stage time, a very quick, short fix is to just start your own show hosting every week or every other week, and boom, you have new stage time where you're hosting and learning. I've learned more from hosting than anything. But to move, if you just want more quality stage time, there are scenes like um, Atlanta, Chicago, Denver, and even smaller scenes. Nashville has a great scene. Charlotte has a great scene. There are other smaller scenes, but it's all based on what you are personally wanting to achieve. So I hope that helped. Oh. oh, he followed up. Sorry, Daniel. He said he's been considering Atlanta. Atlanta's great to just get on stage a bunch and develop as a comedian. 
Beth did say Dusty did leave Alabama for Nashville. He was in Charleston for a little while as well. I think that's where he actually started, was in Charleston. But he, when he got Jimmy Fallon, he was still living in uh, Nashville, which, was, which is fun. And he still lives there now, actually. Uh, my goal is to be a road comic, then go from there. Yeah, so what's going to help you get on the road more, Daniel? And this follows the road trip tips, is to just start building your network. It's a gradual, gradual, gradual build. But the more comics you meet, that just opens up the more opportunities that you're going to have. But it is a gradual process. Now, I just went on my two-week tour. And if I hadn't spent the past nine and a half years building a network of other comedians and bookers, I wouldn't have been able to go on that tour. I've been working a lot of the comedy zones lately, which are, you know, comedy clubs all around the country. Been working those a lot lately. But that has all come from my networking and meeting other comics that work the comedy zone and then referred me that way. So start off just by connecting with other comics, being cool, being easy to work with, and they're going to want to work with you. My goal is to be a road comic. Yeah. Well, hit the road, man. Atlanta's a great scene to move to and start to get a lot of stage time, start meeting a bunch of different comedians, and go from there. Good question, though. I hope that helped. I hope that helped. Mmm. Mmm. Ah, look at that. Look at that hot breath Fontas water. Those are for sale for the holidays, too. Oh, my gosh. Is this an infomercial? It's a Joel-fomercial. We got shirts. We got water. We have disappointed viewers, all for the low, low price of paying off my loans. I travel to either Buffalo, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh every week. I also run my own shows here in Erie. Very nice. Erie. I'm going to be in South Bend this upcoming weekend. South Bend, Indiana. Is that near Erie? I don't know states. Erie, Pennsylvania. But yeah, that's that's a good start, Daniel. Just start traveling, connecting with other comics in different scenes. That's a great start. All right. Man, we are we are killing this viewership, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Oh my gosh. We gotta do more of these. Here we go. EJ Massacampo. All the way from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. When I was actually working a comedy zone very recently, EJ housed me. Despite his better judgment. He housed me, and all went well. Touchdown Jesus is in South Bend. That's right, Bruce. Won't he do it? Let him use you. If he takes you to it, he'll get you through it. That's fun. So, EJ's question. When producing a show, what do you recommend someone looks for in a potential venue? Anyone looking to produce their own show? I would highly, 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 highly recommend... Checking out the Joe Pettis episode we did just recently, released it just a few months ago. He is one of the top show producers in the country, and he breaks down start to finish how to book your show, how to market your show, how to find the right venues, how to actually make money doing these and do more than one show and grow it into like a network of shows. Incredible resource. But 
the number one thing to look for when producing a show that he said, and even when I interviewed the owner of New South Comedy Festival last night, which will be coming soon, he said this as well, but it's finding a venue that is collaborative, that supports the show, that wants the show to be there. Because if, if you're, and Joe said this from his years, almost, I mean, over 10 years experience producing shows, he's like, if the, if the venue isn't willing to work with you, at some point the relationship's going to fall off or they're not going to hold up their end of the deal. You want to find a venue that's just as excited about the show as you are. And that can take some time, but as you're looking for venues, now that you're, when you're out and about in the city, you'll start to notice different locations that may be good for a comedy show. So just keep your eyes peeled. It's good. I remember Joe also said, it's also valuable if the venue is already doing other live events. If you're not just going in and just trying to start something out of the blue that's not really on their brand. If they're already doing live shows, comedy is usually a natural fit there. When I hosted my show, Funny Monkey, uh, at Java Monkey, the venue was already doing poetry, it was already doing music, so it seemed like a natural fit for comedy to just be inserted into what they're already doing. And I did that show for over seven years. Until it got new management and then burned down, and the rest is a crime that I don't want to be associated with. But it wasn't me. I just want to say, but it's, it's, um, it's a valuable thing to ask yourself. What is going to be a good venue that's going to actually support the show and be a good setup for comedy? Do they already have a sound system? That makes it a lot easier as well, so you don't have to lug around your sound equipment all the time. But number one, we're looking for a venue. Just find a venue that would support the show and be excited about the show and be willing to you know, be a part of the growth of the show. Ooh, that was a good answer. Ooh, that's a good answer. Who else? I thought you could actually go live with people. Like, I thought we'd be able to talk to each other, but um, maybe that we'll save that for the next one. Anyone else have any questions? Here. And thank you for sharing. We've got... um. Daniel and Bruce have shared this. Thank you all for sharing this episode on Facebook. Thank you for all tuning in also. So let's see. Questions. Anybody else have any questions for um, like about touring or life on the road or comedy or where my dog is? He's on my shirt with his pink tongue. <laughs> Here comes Santa Paws. Come on. How was that not a clever shirt? Who wouldn't want to buy this besides everyone so far? Actually, it's not true. I sold one in McDonough, Georgia this past Thursday. So it's growing. What's up, Omar? Welcome. We out here. Bruce asks, what do you think about electronic merchandise not on hand? I've got to be honest with you. Um, when, I ordered, when I ordered these shirts... And I got them back and realized how much inventory I actually have. It reminded me that maybe instead of ordering stuff, I should be selling stuff. Um, there is a big positive. I do have an online store uh, on Teespring. Teespring is one I've used because you can 
at a certain point on YouTube, when you hit a certain level, you can integrate Teespring into your YouTube page. So the goal is to long-term integrate it in that way. Teespring is great. There's a lot of services out there like Teespring to where you literally just upload a design, put it on a shirt, select all the colors you want, select the type of shirt, and then just upload it. And it's on an online store. And they take care of the printing. They take care of the fulfillment, the shipping, all of that printed on demand. It's all through Teespring. And they just take uh, a bigger cut. I don't remember what percentage it is, but I mean, it's it's a hefty percentage. But um, it saves you a lot of hassle. If you're touring, I've even thought about it and brainstormed on. If I'm out on tour, instead of lugging around a bunch of shirts, what is an easy way to streamline selling a shirt? So maybe I show, mm, due to poor wireless connection, oh no. It says trying to reconnect, but you on audio get it, so we'll keep rolling. It does say trying to reconnect. Oh, but let me take a sip of water. So it's really important is what I was brainstorming about with the electronic is having some sort of way to do that, like have a QR code or have a link I can send people to where I show them a shirt, but then at the show, they just go on their phone and order it, and then it ships to them all that way. You get less of a cut, but it is less hassle to travel with the merch. It's less hassle to have to deal with the shipping or things like that. Or if it gets lost in the mail, it's just it all falls back onto the third party, which mine is Teespring, but there's a lot out there. Um, But I've been thinking more and more about electronic merchandise, Bruce, so... I um if you come up with any ideas or if anyone else comes up with ideas, please feel free to holla at your boy. Is it still going? I'm actually on live watching my live right now. All right. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, it's trying to reconnect. I don't know what's going on, but we do have a few more questions that I can. That's good to know, though. Bruce did say he has sold way less online than when he has it on hand. So it's the give and take. I by no means have figured out or mastered the merch side. You know, there's comics out there who can make a living just on their merch. I have not done that yet. But that is my goal. Is um, merch can be a very valuable way. I I told you that in um, what you call it on the tour. That's a good way. If I didn't sell merch while out on tour, I wouldn't have made any. Um, I wouldn't have come out in the black. You know, I ended up making a profit on the tour, but selling merch had a big part to do with that as well. And it all just. I found a bunch of different streams along the way, and they all added up to um, a profitable tour, which I thought was a great success for how much traveling we did. So, let's get back into it. All right. Oh, 
That's fascinating. So for some reason, the lives, it's not uh, working too well for some reason. But it's all good. There were still a few questions I'm going to go ahead and answer for the culture because I know you're listening on the podcast and you have valuable questions as well. And if listening to this sparks any questions, please, please, please do feel free to reach out. Uh, DM me, message me on here, join this Facebook group, Hot Breath Comedy Network, and uh, let's connect. So, let me see here. Ooh, okay, and uh, Daniel had a good point as well about your own show. Lighting is very important as well. So I mentioned sound equipment, but also lighting is very important. You want to make sure it's a good performance space. So where I performed, it was on a patio, not great in the winter or the hot summers, but it had a stage, it had its own sound system, it had its own lighting, so it was set up for a show. Andy Gunnan asked, I just did his radio show here in Atlanta, so check that out on my Facebook feed, Power 108.9. I think people want to know, even though you put together a network, how did you book yourself in or at those shows? Ooh, Great question, Andy. How did I book myself in or at those shows? So, I've got to be honest. Uh, almost all the bookings on that tour came from Hot Breath. Came from the network I'd built through this podcast. Really, I can't think of a city except maybe that maybe I headlined the Charlotte Comedy Zone and they reached out to me directly. So that wasn't through the podcast. But really every other show was through the podcast, which was very interesting. So a lot of it came from this podcast, but you got to think I've been doing comedy almost 10 years. I've been doing the podcast a little over four years. So the network kind of snowballed into the podcast, but it also leaks outside of just the podcast most and I will say this for a lot of the interviews I've learned as well most of your work is going to come from your network so that comedian that used to host a random Monday open mic in a bar four years later oh he's the top booker in the city it's like you just never know who's going to end up where so it's always good to just be nice and easy to work with because you just never know who's going to end up being that booker. You've heard that in comedy clubs as well, being nice to the staff because that waitress may end up being the general manager one day, which has happened all the time. So really, really, really keep that in mind when you're networking and just be cool and easy to work with and people want to work with you. But even more in the weeds on how I specifically booked myself, I reached out to a lot of um, Facebook groups. Pretty much every comedy scene now has its own Facebook group. There's an Atlanta Facebook group. There's Charlotte. There's Huntsville. I mean, New Orleans. Every city almost has their own comedy Facebook group. So get in there. See what's going on in the scene. Post in there. Let them know you're coming to town or whatnot. Because I, what I did is I posted... In the Facebook groups, I also post on social media in general. I was looking to go on tour, and I also posted uh, through the podcast. I let people know, hey, I'm trying to build a tour. Anybody with shows. And it just kind of grew that way. If you're looking to do your own, Andy, I would recommend you have like a solid quality clip to send people. And 
post in the Facebook groups or you see someone post about a specific show in that Facebook group, maybe message them directly and be like, hey, I'm a comic from Atlanta looking to come to a show in Chattanooga. I heard you run a great show. Here's my clip. Would love an opportunity to perform when you see me best fit. And just reach out to them directly that way. Get in the Facebook group, see who's running the shows, and then DM them directly. Ah. All right. And let's see here. Thank y'all for hanging out too. Seriously. I'm this is a hot topic, and a lot of you have found it very helpful and interesting, this road trip tip series. And I am super excited about uh next week's guest. We're we're getting back. Don't worry, I've still been doing interviews, okay? I'm not just doing these solo, but when experimenting, I realized, oh, people actually like these solo episodes. So this live Q&A is kind of the, the bookend of the Road Trip Tips series, and next week we have an interview with an incredible comic, one of the best comics I've ever worked with, who's going to have, it is a master class on comedy, so I'm excited about that. But really... The final question we had was from Andy Gunnan, and it was, you know, how did you book your road tour? You said you put a network together, but how did you book yourself on these shows or venues? So I, that's really the sauce, y'all. It's a lot of um, just grunt work. It's a lot of investigative work. It's a lot of just being on social media. Asking other friends as well could be helpful. You know, I... I knew comics. I didn't really I didn't know any comics in New Orleans, but I knew comics that had been to New Orleans and they referred me to shows in New Orleans. And I actually if I booked a show, let's say I booked a show in like uh Lafayette, Louisiana, they were like, "Oh, you going to New Orleans too? I know so and so there." And it just it all kind of snowballs into itself. But like I said in last week's road trip tips, start small. Do a three-city tour. Do a two-city tour just around your immediate area. Just do a, do a small, quick tour just to get it under your belt and just to, you know, look cool. It looks cool when you're on tour as well. Just doing a quick, quick little tour no matter how far or close you go. Book a couple shows in a row. Call it a tour. Boom. You went on tour. And then from there, you can start to grow from there. But... This was a valuable tip from yesterday's interview, too. I don't know why I keep referencing it, because you haven't heard it yet. But the festival runner, Harrison Brookie, he had been running that festival for uh, six years now. And his thing was start small. Their festival started out as like 10 shows over a weekend. And now it's like, it's over like 10 days. So it's grown over time. But start small. Just get a tour under your belt, and you'll learn a lot just from that experience. Don't try to bite off too much. Just do a quick tour. Well, all right. Hot breath of verse. That has been the Road Trip Tips Live Q&A. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Seriously, I really do appreciate it. I know we had a little technical difficulties here. What's up, Brian? Brian Kohatsu. I hope I pronounced that right, buddy. But... No, we had some technical difficulties here, but this is really the first of hopefully many. So keep that in mind, kids. If you want to see more or hear more Q&As, definitely holla at your boy. But uh, in the meantime, in between time, 
You heard me talking about the merch. If you guys want some hot breath merch or these new Here Comes Santa Paul shirts with my dog's face on it, reach out to me. You can go to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. It has a link to my merch store, but you can also get it directly from me as well. But next week we have a great, great episode. All I'll say is that if you did find this helpful, just share it. Just share it with other comics. That has been the best way we have grown. I got to tell you, when I went on my Trophy Husband tour and I went through Houston, so many comics from Houston reached out, came up to me at shows. I love the podcast. It's so helpful. I love the podcast. And then Sam Gordon, a uh, fellow hot sisterin who has been on the show, was actually in Houston this past week, and people were coming up to her saying how much they enjoyed her Hot Breath show. So it's it's absolutely incredible, the impact and the power of this community. So I appreciate you all for being a part of it. If you are not in that Facebook group yet, jump in. It's a great way to connect with other listeners from around the world. I also started a Patreon page. It's uh, linked in the show notes, but it's patreon.com slash hotbreathpod. There's a lot of cool extra content in there. Like I performed, <laughs> I did a roast at a baby mama baby shower. Um, and there's a lot of good things like I have been learning the hard way. I went to a Jeff Foxworthy Q&A and actually shared some things I learned from that. So it's just, it's an additional resource you can start to tap into. But all that being said, hot brother and sister, thank you for your time. And of course, at the end of all these, I thank my wife, Erin Byers, for making the theme song and making me the man I am today. But anyway, get out there, share it, join the Patreon. Until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.